when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. And this is a really important episode to me personally because today is New Year's Eve 2021. And exactly one year ago today, I got my diagnosis of breast cancer. And a few months later, I got my diagnosis of thyroid cancer. And then over the course of the year, I've had six cycles of chemo, 25 cycles of radiation. I've had two surgeries uh, in terms of the cancer, the thyroidectomy, and a double mastectomy. And then I later had to have foot surgery and just a few weeks ago, gallbladder removal surgery. I am literally running out of organs for people to take. (laughs) So I sit beside you, in front of you today, a very different woman than one year ago today. Breastless, thyroidless, gallbladderless, and uh, my foot still kind of swollen. Lots and lots of scars. And so much happier and so feeling free for the first time in my life. You know, I had my end of the year coaching session with my personal coach and uh, she said, is there anything you want to say to 2021 before we we vision into 2022? And I said a couple things and she said, is there anything you want to say to cancer before we say goodbye to 2021? And I said, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you because cancer has absolutely changed my life. And I don't think that there was any other way that I would have gotten here. Maybe there is, but this is the way that it came. And I now believe that it has left and it is on its way out and um, it did its job and I received its gifts and here's hoping it won't come back. No offense, cancer. Um, But there are many, many lessons that I have learned that I want to share with you today, of course, in hopes of improving your own lives and helping you with your own transformations. And uh, you already heard of a very big one last week. That was my biggest learning, uh, the number one way to absolutely transform your life. That was last week's podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I highly recommend that you go and listen to it before you listen to today's. But they're not totally, you know, one has to go ahead of another, but I just think that's the biggest learning. But today in the podcast, I'm going to share with you the other four. I mean, there was many. I, narrowing it down to five was a huge, huge uh, project. But these are the things that I learned over the last year. And what I would also suggest that you do when you're done listening to the podcast is go back and look at all the ways you learned this last year when I had my coaches, um, 
uh, happy hour here in December. Uh, we talked about, we had everybody go around and talk about one thing they celebrated from last year and one thing they learned from last year. And it was really wonderful to hear everybody's celebrations and their learnings. And so I highly recommend if you do have a ritual or even if you don't, that you start a ritual on New Year's Eve or tomorrow or the next day before you go to work, back to work on the 3rd that you take some time to reflect back and to see what went well, what you learned, and what you want for the coming year. Well, here we are. (laughs) One year later. I think back to last year, we had planned to do a um, New Year's Eve with the H2H crew, which of course was much smaller back then. We've grown quite a bit in this past year. And uh, instead, Kevin and I were driving back to the coast which of course is where we lived at that time and uh, we'd always planned to come to the coast we were just going to have kind of our our own New Year's Eve thing that's pretty much become our new anniversary Kevin and I got married on the 4th of July which was the worst idea ever not marrying Kevin that was the best idea ever had but the worst idea I ever had was to get married on the 4th of July because first of all he loves fireworks and I don't. And so every year it's like, oh, yay, 4th of July. Oh, it's my wedding anniversary. (laughs) We just picked it because it was a long weekend back in 2005 that fit our schedule. But we've kind of adopted New Year's as our new time. We're always together. My my parents have my, my kid. And we just always have that as a special time. We watch When Harry Met Sally. We eat crab in our pajamas. We just we just love New Year's Eve. So we'd always planned to do that on our own. Uh, But instead, this time we were driving back from having had my biopsy and my mammograms uh, done the day before. And I had called into my my doctor and I had asked him to to let me know. I I just couldn't wait the whole weekend. I think New Year's Eve last year was on a Friday, I I think. I'm not sure. But anyways, it was going to be a long weekend to wait. I think it might have even been on Thursday. And so four days. And so please give me the news. So we did get the news as we were driving back from the coast that it was invasive ductal carcinoma and uh, stage three. No, I don't think I knew the stage then, but we knew that that I did have breast cancer. And so here we were in our beach house and we just cried most of the night and we had no idea what this year held for us and what it would look like and as I look back it's incredible what happened we ended up moving back into town and not only moving but moving into our dream home that my husband found during a snowstorm the house had fallen out of escrow and we just right time right place got the house right before the major housing burst that nothing is affordable anymore and we um I'm now cancer-free. Well, they never say cancer-free, but I had a pathological complete response. So I am NED, no evidence of disease. And we did find out that it was stage three, which as y'all know, is one click above stage four, which, which is not great. And I'm doing great. And there's no evidence of the cancer in my body and all is well. Who knew? Who knew back on New Year's Eve that that's where we would be today? But it's not the physical things, the cancer the moves, the wonderful things in From Hostage to Hero that have happened, the people that have come into our lives and people who've left, quite frankly, due to cancer, which has also been illuminating. I should do a podcast on that sometime. But it was the way that I was able to transform this year that I want to share with you today. 
last week, I talked about how the biggest lesson I learned was the key to transformation is to accept yourself and love yourself and have compassion for yourself. And so that brings me to number two, the second big thing that I learned over this last year. And it really is tied into that first one, which is to befriend and know myself. You know, there's a saying that people say quite often, which is you, we hate what we don't know. And what I found over the last year was you can't hate what you do know. Meaning my journey to self-acceptance, to self-love, to self-compassion was directly related to the time that I was forced to spend knowing, getting to know myself. So for me, that was through journaling. Those of you who are going to ask, well, how did you do that? It was really through journaling. When I was on my 12-week medical leave, I couldn't do much and I wasn't trying to do much and I had a bunch of other people doing all the things I was supposed to be doing and so I just went into my journal I journaled before of course throughout the years I've always journaled but I went into some deep deep journaling and I would ask myself questions about why do I believe this thing or where did I get this belief around money or what is my issue with time you know all the things that had been kind of chasing me for years I asked myself a question and then I would try to answer it on paper. And luckily, I was also going into therapy with someone who um, worked with cancer patients and I would bring a lot of the things that I was coming up in my journal into the sessions. My point being, though, that learning about myself, and we always say in coaching is all about becoming a better observer of yourself. So a lot of the coaching and therapy was helpful here too, is that I couldn't hate or be mean to myself once I really started to know myself, in fact, I started to count myself as a friend for the first time ever in my life. And that was because I spent the time getting to know myself, getting to know myself. And through that process, which is also related to last week's podcast, I decided, I declared that I'm done improving. I am done with hustle culture. I am done. I am perfect as is. That doesn't mean I won't ever want to change anything. There's many things that I want to change, but that is all coming from a place of love. Not because I lack anything, not because I I need something to be complete. I am complete and whole right now, even without breasts and even without thyroid and all the other things that are missing. (laughs) Right now, I am complete. I got there by befriending myself and knowing who I really am and what made me tick. And I highly recommend that you also go on that journey for yourself. Befriend yourself. And the key to befriending yourself is to know why you do the things you do and what makes you tick, what you really love and what you want. The second thing I learned from this last year was that I needed to feel my feelings. One of the things that came up in my journal all the time was this black and white thinking, right? I would constantly be thinking in black and white terms. And what I really recognized about myself, I found this pattern everywhere, is that black and white thinking was something that I engaged in because it made me feel safe. It was the one thing that allowed me not to have to be in the middle with my feelings. And once I recognized that I was trying to avoid feeling 
by engaging in black and white thinking, I started to really feel whatever it was I was trying to avoid. Now, that is hard work, people. This is why we do the buffering. This is why we do all the things to not feel because feeling is hard. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, it is also the way to everything good because feeling is life. Feeling is how we live. And so here's my, my, my tip for you in this department. The journaling is a great way to, to know and befriend yourself. But to how to feel your feelings, it's going to be a weird suggestion, but look for trigger emotions. For me, it was anger. Anger was always and is always the easiest emotion for me to access. So whatever I didn't want to feel something, I would get angry instead. So if my husband did something, I would get angry instead of feeling whatever it was I was, was going to feel. If somebody betrayed me in my personal life, I get angry instead of actually feeling sad or disappointed, so on and so forth. So when you have an emotion that is really easily accessible to you, that's a clue, at least it is in my own life, that you're using that as a trigger emotion instead of actually feeling what it is you want to feel. So the next time you get angry, if that's your emotion, or the next time you burst into tears, if that's what you always do in an interaction, or the next time you start getting frantic and panicky, because that's what you always do, stop and say, what am I avoiding feeling right now? Because feeling is life. True living is feeling it all. Good, bad, and all the rest of it. The third thing, or I guess the fourth thing, since we're including last week's podcast that I learned, is that I didn't need to do it all myself. My year for the year, or word for the year, was receive. And boy, if you're anything like me, you know that's a hard one. I like to do everything myself. I want to do everything myself. I don't want to ask anybody else for help. And what I had to do this year was receive more help than I had ever received in my life life. I had to receive help in the membership and teaching the classes where so many people came in and and taught for us. David Ball, Randy McGinn, Courtney Rowley, Keith Mitnick. They all, without asking anything in return, came in and, and taught in the membership. We had three of our H2H coaches. They, they didn't start out as coaches. June, Jody, and Cydia all step up to help. And guess what? Now they're all going to become brand new coaches in H2H because of this relationship that we formed over this year. They just took over the reins and ran with it. And it was awesome. I had to receive money. Somebody asked how they could help. And I said, I don't know. And they said, I'm going to send you money. And I said, let me think about it first. I don't know that I can accept that. And then Kevin reminded me, my word was receive. And so I emailed the person back and I said, okay, I guess I won't. She said, I've already put it in the mail. I had to receive a lot this year. And what I found in that is not that it was this horrible, awful place, but that it was a beautiful place to be in, to recognize I didn't have to do it all. That was so huge for me. And I think so many of you believe that you have to do it all. You have to do it by yourself. You don't. I'm testament to that fact. In fact, this year changed me so much in terms of my thinking. I don't ever want to do it by myself again. It is so much more fun to have people along for the ride. I recognize that that extreme independence is a trauma response. That is not where I want to live my life. 
receiving is awesome. And not only is it a benefit to me, it's a benefit to the people who gave to me. And when I give to others, it benefits me just as much as them receiving it. So where can you receive more in your life? Where can you stop with the hustle culture and the extreme independence and reach out for help or accept the help that's already being offered to you or hire out the things that you think you have to do that you really don't have to do? How can you receive more in your life? And finally, the big learning that I had was that I'm done waiting. Oh, mama, I've been waiting my whole life, waiting until I lost the weight, waiting till I made enough money, whatever enough was, waiting till we had the right house, waiting till we had the beach house, waiting, 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 waiting. Yeah, fuck that shit. I'm done waiting. For one, because waiting sucks, but I'm not very good at it. But two, after this cancer diagnosis, I have no guarantee of how much longer I'm going to live. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. It could be 30 years. I have no idea. And guess what? Neither do you. You may not have a cancer diagnosis, but you could. That shit can change in a second. I know that. None of us are guaranteed. So I'm going to take the trips now. I'm going to buy the things now. I'm going to enjoy life now. I'm done waiting. I'm going to live now. And what I mean by living is fully living. I'm not going to put off feeling bad things because that shit just backs up. Backs up so much it becomes cancer. That's what I believe. I'm going to feel it now so it doesn't get stuck in my body. I'm going to say things now about who I love and why. I'm going to love people who are flawed instead of expecting them to change and then waiting to love them when that happens. I'm going to live now. And I suggest you do the same because none of us is guaranteed nothing. I, I used to listen to people like me. I go, yeah, yeah, you know, that's because you got a cancer diagnosis. And I know you're probably thinking the same thing too until it happens to you. And maybe it'll never happen to you. My dad's 85. He's had a stroke. He's looked great. He's doing wonderful. You know, people do live way into their, their 90s, hundreds, but it's not guaranteed. What are you putting off? What are you waiting for? Stop that shit. Because we do not have anything guaranteed. So to recap, my five big lessons this year. One was that if you really, truly want to transform your life, you have to start with loving yourself, accepting yourself as is and believing you're perfect right now. Any change has to start from that place. The second big learning was that I had to know myself to get there. You can't hate what you know. You can't be mean to someone you befriended. How do you befriend someone? You get to know them. It seems weird to go back like, well, I know myself, but there was shit hanging in the back of my brain. I had no idea it was in there until I took it and started journaling. I had to feel my feelings because I believe that when you avoid, that shit turns into illness and I don't want this thing coming back. 
So I'm going to feel it. Good, bad, ugly. It's all I'm feeling at all. Because that's life. Life is all about feeling. I, I, I learned that I don't have to do it all by myself. And not only that I didn't have to, it's so much more fun. I cannot wait to be working with this team that we've put together. And that I'm done waiting. That life doesn't wait. Why are we waiting? Live now. So my friends, happy new year. Thank you so much for your support and your love this year. This has been in many ways, no, I'm just gonna say it. This has been the best year of my life. Cancer and all the other shit. It has been the absolute best fucking year of my life. And in large part, that's due to you, my dear, dear friends. Now, coming up in 2022, now that we're done with 2021, we have epic shit planned and all my medical stuff is behind me. We are bringing in live jurors, y'all. Live jurors, not that we had dead ones before, but you know, real jurors, not just playing jurors with other attorneys. We're bringing in two brand new coaches, Jody Moore and Cydia Gutierrez, along with coach Jun Ho Hong. We're bringing in live jurors. We're going to have a book club. We're going to have all awesome stuff. Do not miss this. I look forward to playing with you in 2022. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then.